0: Okay, he said. Take a spoonful of the ammonium nitrate and place it in the beaker. Now open the brown bottles of distilled water and slowly pour it onto the powder. Wow, this really works, John said. It's like freezing. Good job, John, Charlie said, applauding the student. You have just created an endothermic reaction. Does that mean I get to take Raquel Welch to the spring fling? He asked with a grin. Not in this lifetime, Charlie responded. Hey, coach, something's wrong with my experiment, Stevo called. It's like foaming up and getting hot. Charlie quickly turned. Steve-O, step away. Before he could finish the sentence, the beaker had exploded and the lab table was on fire, Everyone out of the room, he yelled, running to the fire extinguisher. He pulled it off the wall and ran to the table. Pressing the handle, he waited for the white foam to burst from the nozzle, but nothing happened. Coach, the door is locked, Sivo called, panic obvious in his voice. I can't open it. Charlie ran to the door and tried it. Stevo was right. It was locked. He tried throwing himself against it but the solid wood door was not going to give. He glanced over his shoulder and saw the fire spreading to the next lab table. Another small explosion of glass and wood had the students screaming in fear. Okay, okay, calm down, he said. Everyone over to the window. But Mr. Thorne, we're on the second floor, Rosie protested. That's too far to jump. Don't worry, Rosie, he said. We'll make it work he moved the students to the very front of the classroom. The fire was quickly spreading throughout the back and moving forward. He opened the window and looked down. The evergreens below the window would break most of the fall, but they would still need to be helped down. "'Stevo, you take the next window.' "'Okay, I want you to hold our hands. We'll reach down as far as we can, and then you can drop onto the bushes below. The first ones down help the next ones.' We have to work together, and we have to move quickly. Charlie picked two of the taller boys to go first so they could help the others on the ground. He and Stevo held on to them until they reached as far down as they could and then let them go. The boys dropped onto the bushes and rolled off. Charlie breathed a sigh of relief when both boys jumped up unhurt. Stevo turned to Charlie and smiled. They made it, coach. They made it. Yeah, they did. Now let's get the rest of the class out of here. Although they moved quickly, the fire moved faster. The last few students climbed through windows that had black smoke also billowing out of them. Finally, Steve-O and Charlie stood alone in the room. Come here, steve Charlie said. I'll let you down first. But coach, who's going to help you? Hey, you're my best fielder. I expect to jump right into your arms, he said. Just promise not to whip me over to Smith for a double play. The young man, his face streaked with soot, grinned at his coach. Yeah, coach, I promise. Charlie took the young man's hands in a tight grip and slowly lowered him out of the window. When he had extended his reach as far as he could, he let him go. Stevo fell into the evergreen boughs, the prickly needle scraped his arms, but the branches kept him from hitting the ground. He rolled off the bushes and jumped up as fast as he could. He turned his eager face up to the window. Okay, coach, he called. The explosion violently blew the windows out of the building. Screaming students darted across the lawn, barely escaping the shards of glass raining down on them. All of the students except Stevo, who still stood below the gaping hole in the wall, oblivious to the blood running down his face and arms. "'Coach! Coach!' he screamed. "'I'm here, Coach! Coach! I'm here!'